Previously on the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. Not only do they win gold, it's a matter of them coming back together. Them fighting for the souls of Preston Vance and for Anna J, bringing them back into the full and making it making them one big happy family. It's it's they they it's kind of crazy to think that they haven't won. They've been in major feuds. They've teamed with Hangman. They've taken on the elites. They're consistently and constantly over. You have the Angel of Brody Lee just looking over. Like it's they've got to win some. They've got to win tag team championships, whether it's in in AEW or whether it's in um Ring of Honor. I want to see the Dark Order win. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is Saturday, January 14th, and you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. It is not my last rodeo. Jeremy Pierce, what is going on? everybody uh just you know some updates but first things first always check out the socials charismatic creations on facebook tumblr and youtube charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram and the 215 on twitter gonna be working on a uh patreon soon check out the coffee page as well links are everywhere at this point gonna be working on getting the podcast onto other platforms as well just to, you know uh the charismatic creations channel is starting to upload the movie and tv reviews we're going to start getting that going some more uh the charismatic gaming channel called charismatic cards actually with uh digimon and one piece so we're going to be focusing on that this is i'm just excited i am very 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 much excited as for today's show we are going to be uh, checking out, you know, things that I'm looking forward to uh, to happening in 2023. Not necessarily predictions, even though one of these is probably a prediction, but just things that we know are, are more than likely going to happen. And while I'm excited for them, why you should be excited for them. But for now, you know what's next. So just go on and hit my music so let's let's dive in to the news so (laughs) woke up i want to say it was a wednesday morning and there was just a big hullabadoo about the WWE not only being sold, but being sold to Saudi Arabia. Uh, first thing first, the WWE is a publicly traded company. 
I'm a shareholder in WWE. I own stock in WWE. And uh, no, that's not how selling a company works. And then also, it's just bad business. I mean, yes, even though Saudi Arabia does own a football team in the United Kingdom, um, that's the United Kingdom, it's not the United States. Uh, but uh, Nick Khan was brought in pretty much allegedly to, to deal with Vince McMahon and Solo JB. That, I believe, like a lot of us believe that was the main reason um, he was brought in. And I believe that. Uh, like, I, I truly believe that the WWE will be sold this year. And uh, it'll probably be before their new television deal. Um, before they even start negotiate, negotiating new television deals. Um, when Vince McMahon came back, yes, Vince McMahon came back. And knowing that he is the chairman of the board once again, it was to facilitate a sale. And not only that, but if he maybe sells to somebody he knows who likes, they would keep him in charge. Yeah. Uh, we, we're hoping that doesn't happen. Multiple potential buyers have no interest in keeping this man. It's just not good business to keep him there, to keep him in charge. They would much rather deal with Triple H and Stephanie, who have been doing a fine job. But again, Vince McMahon is back as the chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon has resigned while, well, Rodney well, Khan is now the sole CEO of the WWE. And it's not looking good. A couple of um, chair uh, chair people have stepped down as they don't want to deal with events. And a lot of employees are fearing mass firings with his return. It's, it's a weird, weird situation. Him being back is not seen as a positive move internally. And Vince has pretty much escaped cancel culture. He has not suffered any... Um, consequences for his actions at all Stephanie was visibly frustrated when Vince kept dismantling her team and she's been kind of seen as a consistent calming presence along with Triple H Vince already has rehired his own chief of staff this is a weird situation that household has to be crazy this is a real life secession that we're witnessing People, the WWE are also interested in a New Japan star looking like looking like uh, Tama Tonga could be making his way across the seas to join the WWE. We'll keep you uh, locked in on that. Kylie Ray, even though she did get a tryout, is still a free agent. Even though she wrestled on main event, she is still a free agent. She has not signed whereas on the opposite end Chelsea Green is not a free agent she actually is signed to the WWE they're just fine trying to find something uh, for her with creative she Chelsea Green's a great is, is a great uh, person to have she's just really good at what she does Rampage last week the January 6th show brought in a 551,000 viewers with a point fifteen in the 18049 demo that is up from the previous week of the 470,000 viewers while Battle of the Belts did much better than the last Battle of the Belts this is Battle of the Belts 5 they pulled in 409,000 viewers so the, the viewership drop remember these were both live shows last week 
Um, essentially, they just made Battle of the Belts. If you're going to do this following Rampage, Monkey Ball Fly, just make it a live Battle of the Belts. A two, make it a two-hour Battle of the Belts. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Johnny Gargano is out with an injury. Uh, look, look, he has a great two AC sprain. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for the Royal Rumble. Jay White will be leaving New Japan. Well, he's expected to leave New Japan, and the WWE is very, very interested in signing him. Even though I, I think he'd be better in either Impact or AEW. It makes sense to go to WWE. They'll probably throw him into the OC. William Regal has received a new vice president role uh, as he's back with the company. He is the vice president of global talent development. Regal's only 54 years old. He will be at all television, tapings, live events with his new role. Sting's AEW contract is running out this year. Sting is 63, and he... um. Did a profile in D Magazine. He's talking about how some guys retire and then they come back. He's not like those rest of the guys. He thinks when he's done, he's done. Dynamite this week saw a nice increase in the viewership. They pulled to 967,000 viewers with the point thirty-three in the 18 to 49 demo. That is up from the previous week of 864,000 and a 0.26 in the 18 to 49 demo. Mercedes Monet already has heat on her over her social media post after her new debut essentially essentially um she's quote-unquote pro promoting rival companies as uh, she's been promoting sunday girls and tokyo joshi pro more than stardom in new japan and that's gotten her some heats new japan feels like she should only be promoting them and their people sucks but what? Ever Mercedes is going to do Mercedes Fox is set to lose a ton of money on their SmackDown deal. So they paid $202 million for the television rights and they could lose up as they could lose as much as $145 million. Whew. Wow. Um it's not good. Here's the thing, I think it'll be much, much better if, you know, Vince McMahon can stay out of the way because Triple H has been doing a serviceable job. But these new this these new TV deals, we'll see what happens. I mean, back to, to, to the WWE being sold, for me, Comcast or Amazon. More specifically, Comcast, just because they're already on Peacock. And if, like, a streaming platform buys them, then it's the TV deals thing. And you really need to be on TV above all else. But also, a lot of streaming platforms don't have live content. That's the news, folks, though. And we shall be right back. This was, this was a fun week I'm, I'm really getting used to these impact uh friday night pay-per-views they had hard to kill we had raw smackdown impact die we had everything this week but let's just let's just dive into it. some monday night raw we had a good 
good show all around where the Judgment Day really, really got the shine. And we'll, we'll dive into that uh, later on in the review. But uh, Raw gets a, gets a thumb up. One thumb up. So KO came out and he was chilly. You know, he wanted to say some things until JBL and Corbin came out. We haven't seen them in weeks. Uh, and KO re- reacted how we all would usually react. Corbin and JBL said the same thing. Especially JBL with these dumb, tired phrases of snowflake and woke. And he's one of those old men who hasn't adapted to the new world. KO subsequently beats Corbin in the match. Wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, these two are good wrestlers, so they're not going to have bad matches. The Bloodline tried to jump KO after the match, but he fights them off. I like how we're building up. <clears throat> we're building up KO more and more. Alexa comes out saying, after, well, later. Alexa comes out. Alexa Bliss comes out and says that, you know, she's in charge. She's in control. She's the new face of fear. This, that, and third sounding like Bray Wyatt until Uncle Howdy comes out on the stage. That's it. He just comes out. That's it. So we got another slow burn. Bailey beats Meechin. Me, yes, me, is now going by Meechin. And Bailey wants to send um, her a message saying, don't fight someone else's battles. Don't fight for someone that won't be there for you because they're not. Becky wasn't there. Becky was filming um, another episode of Young Rock. She is Cindy Lauper. And then Meechin got beat up again later in the evening. Austin Theory comes out. Talks his talk, walks his walk, saying he beat Seth, saying that uh, Seth is hurt. Seth comes out on crutches, and remember we had the injury report last week. It's all part of the storyline. Dancer says his knee is a little banged up, but he will be healthy. He will be ready for the Royal Rumble, and then Bobby Lashley comes out. He is back, and he spares Austin Theory. Looks like he has some un finish business with Austin Theory. Rhea Ripley defeated Candice LeRae. MVP and Lashley have a talk. Hashing some things out. MVP says he's the reason that Bobby is back. He's the reason that Cedric and uh, Shelton are in the uh, tag team gone later in the evening. MVP you know, wants to bring the Hurt business back. Lashley, I just can't forgive you. I mean, thank you. Right. Not right now. Uh, Bronson Reed says he only helps Miz because he's paid. They're not friends. Solo Sokoa defeated Dolph Ziggler. Uh, we had Miz TV. And it was Miz TV with Judgment Day. And Prison Dom. Y'all don't understand. Prison Dom is the best character since Down Bad Corbin. You just, you don't get it. Prison Dom is so good. He's got the bandana across his face, the glasses. He looks like a straight Latin thug. It's... Great, talk about how he was in the pen. It was hard time. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, there was a gauntlet match. This was the 10 o'clock hour, uh, with the winners getting a shot at the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, started with the Judgment Day taking on the OC, they defeat the OC, then they go on to defeat Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, and then they defeat the Alpha Academy Otis. Uh, injures Finn by giving him the big splash and Dom has to step in they lastly the Judgment Day defeats the Street Profits so essentially Damian Priest wrestled for an hour and now they are the number one contenders to the Raw Tag Team Championship over on Dynamite this was a great show this is one of the few times ladies and gentlemen 
where we get a two thumbs up show. I loved everything about this. They were in LA at the old Kia Forum. Um, Hangman Page defeats John Moxley clean. No blood, no chairs, no crazy, super crazy spots. There were a couple crazy spots, but he beat John Moxley clean. And Mox rarely loses, and Mox rarely loses clean. This was a fun, fun fight. They ran a concussion angle after the match. Hangman showing a little bit of concern for Mox. So I'm, I'm curious to see as what we're going to do next. And Tony Schiavone was in the ring saying he uh, takes no pleasure in interviewing this next guest and it was none other than adam cole baby adam cole is back yes uh he, and he's pretty much a face at this point he tells how um his injury and he was sick and and heard all of the concern and the love that the fans were giving him saying you know i don't care if adam cole never wrestles again i just need him to be okay and he said he has some good news and some bad news and the good news is that he's back but the bad news is for the AEW locker room because Adam Cole is back, baby! Hook and Jungle Boy defeated Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. So this feud is done. The best friends are fine. MJF does MJF stuff with the city and Takesha. Takesha was getting ready for his match against Brian Danielson. MJF comes out, cuts a regular boring. You know, it's the same promo. Um, Danielson chases him off. Then Danielson and Takesha to have a, you know, a banger of a match. So good. It was so good. Uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker defeated Soraya and Tony Storm after Sheeta messes up. She came out to like sneak the Kendo stick in, but it didn't work out. No Mercedes Monet. Fans were not happy. And let's just let's get this straight. Yes, even though they kind of alluded to it just by like one time, it wasn't wasn't as apparent like when they alluded to CM Punk joining AEW. So the fans worked themselves. AEW didn't work you. The fans worked you. Period. We had a not so great promo segment with the JS, Ricky Starks, and Action on Dreddy. Everybody is capable of so, so much more. The less said about this, the better. This is the one thing that if I had to downgrade to one thumbs up, it would be this. But... Then there was also the main event with the Elite defeating the Death Triangle in the Best of Seven series. Match number seven and a ladder match for the Trios Championships. This was great. I love how all seven matches were completely, completely different. And the Elite are your new Trios Champions. Over on Impact, we had our go-home show for Hard to Kill. Josh Alexander and Billy Ray had a digital face-off. Heath defeated Brian Myers. Tasha Steeles and her crew attacked Taya Valkyries. Then Savannah Evans defeated Rosemary. Sam, Sammy, uh, I must say Sammy's name. Sammy Callahan shaves his head to join the design. Mike Bailey defeated Anthony Green. Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Steve Macklin defeated Jonathan Gresham, Joe Hendry, and Rich Swan. Over on for Hard to Kill Friday night on the pre-show. Kushida won in won a six-way X Division match, defeating uh, Angels, Yuya Yamura, 73-year-old Mike Jackson, Speedball Mike Bailey, and Delirious. X Division Championship, Trey Miguel 
defeat retained against Black Taurus. The uh, six women tag team match was, was that was advertised did not happen. And onto the main card, the opening match, Josh Alexander defeated Bully Ray in a full metal mayhem match, making him tap out. The Impact World Tag Team Championships were on the line as the Motor City Machine Guns retained against Macedonia and Brian Myers, aka the major players, Heath and Rhino, and Austin Aries and Chris Bay. Frankie Kazarian made a surprise appearance saying that he's officially signed with Impact. Yes, Frankie Kazarian is now with Impact, um, no longer part of AEW. And it was just he wanted to do more. He knows that uh, he's not going to get a lot of time in AEW. There's, there's no hard feelings. He can always go back. It's cool. Uh, Joe Hendry retained the Digital Media Championship against Moose, but originally he didn't as Moose won. But the new director of 30, a.k.a. Santino Morello, who's here to be the uh, kind of the man in charge until Scott D'Amore gets better. Remember, he was taken out by Bully Ray last week and restarted the match, allowing Joe Hendry to win in a knockout championship number one contenders match Masha Slamovich defeated Deanna Peraza Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly actually I'm gonna go let me go to one thing I want to see if I did I predict everything right that'd be funny if I did um in a false count anywhere match Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan. Eddie Edwards defeated Jonathan Gresham PCO made his return and he will be now feuding with Eddie Edwards. And in the main events, Mickey James won the Knockouts Championship, defeating Jordan Grace. It was a title versus career match. And yeah, Mickey's won. I'm completely fine and happy with that. Predictions. Uh, let me see. I said Joe Hendry would be. I think I said Joe Hendry would be Moose. Um, I picked Masha Slamovich. I picked Gresham over Eddie, but Gresham, but uh, Eddie, Eddie won. Treatment versus Black Taurus. I said Treatment Miguel moves to the machine. I said the routine. I said Mickey will win. I said Josh Alexander. I said Josh Alexander will win. But that was Impact Hard to Kill. A fine show, as usual, because Impact is, well, they're they're pretty pretty awesome over on smackdown we had a solid show just gets a a fizz gunther retained the intercontinental championship against braun Strowman. the bloodline leaves sammy's in hanging saying they won't uh paul Heyman was the only one there saying the bloodline believes in sammy and that he can get the job done for his match against kevin owens carrying cross who was still bland and boring um takes out ray ray was in the ring already saying he's done with dom moving on he's already moved on and he'll be in the royal rumble Liv morgan gets criticized for being um number one in the royal rumble and she slapped the taste out of raquel's mouth i love it i don't like raquel i like liz it's that simple uh tegan knox davida zaya lee bray wyatt's kind of got an in-ring promo in the rocking chair and it felt like the old bray so the slow burn continues but building towards the pitch black match ko tells sammy the truth sammy's like well why are you always here interfering ko's like i'm i'm not i stayed on raw you guys came to raw i didn't ask for the taxi match roman asked for the taxi match i didn't ask for this match against you roman did and 
now the wheels are turning and Sammy's starting to see some things. Sonya Deville, so she didn't get her way. Talking to Adam Pearce, attacks Charlotte. And anytime Charlotte Flair can get beat up, I am all for it. Anytime Sonya Deville can get a push, I am definitely all for it. Raquel defeated Liv Morgan. And the main event, Sami Zayn versus KO, ended in a no contest. Looks like Sami had the match won. He was getting ready to go for the Haluva kick. Until the bloodline came out and jumped KO. They took him out, put him through a table. And Sami looked apprehensive. He was, one, he thought they weren't there. And now it looks like they don't trust him. And the wheels are turning. He's looking. He's learning. Maybe KO is right. Over on Rampage, Darby Allen defended and retained the TNT Championship against Juice Robinson. We had a fun segment with the acclaimed and the guns. Kings of the Black Throne defeated Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Not really understanding this storyline just a little bit. Just because Kingston and Ortiz don't have a reason to not trust each other i feel like this is a way to just get um eddie kingston and ortiz on tv along with the house of black red velvet is no longer a baddie which sucks but i like red velvet also love me some love me some layla gray paul walter hauser does a great promo um just talking about his love for wrestling he's confronted by dan Hauser and they have a little bit of fun and then jeff jarrett uh, Jay Lethal, uh, Samil, and Sanjay Duck come out, and Paul Warner's got a great, great promo. It's oh my god, it's really, really good. Uh, Jeff Jarrett hits him with a guitar, and Paul is done. He's dead in the ring. Uh, the best friends come out to run them all off, and in the main event, Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho defeated TJ in a street fight. This was bloody. This was brutal. Uh, TJ always go out for these street fights. I love it. I love this match. I wish the women got more time. This was great. Uh, Ruby sported a crimson match with mass within like the first minute of the match. Um, this was awesome. There were tables. It's a really scary spot when Willow went to powerbomb uh, Anna Jay off the stage through a table. She overshot the table and powerbomb Anna on the on the ground. I'm hoping that area was padded. I'm, I believe it was padded because this remember this was taped Wednesday. So Anna sounds like Anna's fine. Um, Ty powerbombed, not powerbombed. She power drived Ruby through a table from the from the ring to a table on the floor. Uh, thumbtacks got, got 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 pulled out. Ruby gave Taylor no future through the thumbtacks, and that was the match. This was awesome. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it again. As for our matches of the week from Raw, the number one ta number one contenders tag team gauntlet. This was just great. Uh, Damian Priest really really shined here from Dynamite. Hangman Page versus John Moxley. Brian Danson versus Konosuke Takeshita and the ladder match for, for the trio's championships the death triangle versus the elite from hard to kill the full metal mayhem match for the impact world championship Josh Alexander versus Billy Ray and I like the fact that they opened the pay-per-view the main card with the world championship um, there's been precedent for that before many times now and I think it's great because like if the, the world title isn't going to open the show uh, isn't going to close the show have it open the show have it open the show just to get the fans going and also from Rampage the street fight between Willow Nightingale Ruby Soho versus Tay J our star of the week 
could have given this to a lot of people. I'm giving it to Paul Walter Hauser for taking that guitar shot and selling it like nobody's business. This was awesome. That's the Week in Review, and we shall be right back. I, for one, am excited. We had, last week, we had our predictions, but now, now we're into something just a little bit more uh, concrete, and that is, well, what I, myself, and hopefully a lot of you are looking forward to in 2020. Three. Now I'm going to keep this Nah, we'll expand it, you know what I mean Might even do another video Of more things I'm looking forward to In 2020 I'm going to do it right now But let's just Let's let's just dive into it uh, So first things first Up on the, the docket is, is Gimmick matches Meaning more In the WWE And by that I mean no more scheduled TLC matches, no more scheduled Hell in a Cell matches, no more scheduled Elimination Chamber matches. If we look at the current WWE pay-per-view um, schedule for the year, let's see what we have in 2023. So the Chamber is happening. That is happening it's happening right between the rumble and wrestlemania per usual It'll be taking place in montreal quebec canada um but not on the menu is the hell in a cell pay-per-view not uh on the menu is the tlc pay-per-view and i think that was to be expected especially when it comes to the hell in a cell match with triple h we know just how important that match is to Triple H, how he feels about it. I'm a little disheartened that uh, that that the chamber hasn't been taken off, but maybe that'll change in 2024. Same thing with the uh, War Games. We had War Games last year, but that that it's. It doesn't need to be an annual thing like how it was in NXT, but it also felt organic coming from um, the bloodline storyline. It just felt right. So when we get to Survivor Series of uh, this year, hopefully we won't have another random War Games match. But I do, do, do love that the Hell in a Cell match is no longer on the menu. I hope we I, I hope we actually don't get one this year. But I feel like Edge and um Finn Balor may have one. But just need the match to mean something again. Same thing with TLC matches. And I hated the fact that see I and it it's it sounds it sounds like I'm saying this now just just to be cool but no I I generally didn't like the fact that TLC matches were uh, starting to become, you know, 
implemented into one-on-one matches. I think they, they, they've always felt better, always felt more right in tag team matches. And now with them not being on the card, hopefully uh, we'll get one this year. And same thing with ladder matches and steel cage matches. Don't don't just throw them on the schedule to throw them on the schedule. Now this right here, this this is a prediction, but it's something that we believe truly will happen, and that is the Rock versus Roman Reigns. I I, I believe that the Royal Rumble will tell us what's going to happen in wrestling. It will tell us if Roman's wrestling two matches. It will tell us if Roman's wrestling one. Will one of them be against Cody Rose? But I I, I truly believe that the logical um, first true end of the bloodline storyline ends with The Rock versus Roman Reigns, the tribal chief versus the tribal elder. Um, it's gotta happen it's a money making match they've built up Roman Reigns so well that you gotta do Roman versus Rock whether it be at Wrestlemania or the other being SummerSlam those are those are essentially the only two uh, events where that match can happen just because they're, they're like the two biggest WWE events out of the big five that they have and then you have to ask yourself the question who's winning the match is it Roman is it The Rock um, will the championship be on the line hopefully it isn't but seeing The Rock versus Roman seeing the storyline and just seeing their interactions is something it'll, it'll be something truly to behold this will be one of the few times where we're, we'll all be fine with a part-timer coming in and doing a main event, um, being in a main event spot. Because one, it's The Rock. But two, it actually fits the storyline. It's not like Brock Lesnar just coming back and randomly feuding with Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? But The Rock versus, uh, versus Roman Reigns, man. That's that's money. That is that's that's truly worthy of being headline everywhere. Doesn't matter the company, you do this match. Uh, next up is a woman that I am a big, 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 big fan of. That is Chris Statlander. As you know, she tore her ACL again. And that was last year. Let me see when she tore her ACL. So Chris, Chris tore her. Her second injury was it was in August. She tore her ACL and her lateral meniscus. So this was August of 2022. So we go August, we go September, October, November, December, January. So that's already five months. Um, hmm. 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 I think she'll be back this year. And, uh, 
I think she will be back this year. Uh, it's it's at this point it's going to be after Jade uh, gets that fifty win. Jade's already now the longest reigning champion in AEW history. So you know what I mean. Jade Chris was going to be the one to top Jade. We know this. I know this. You know this. So her return will be something great. It will be exciting, and I want that match. And Jade, Jade has been getting much better. She's not like, you know, top-notch, but having a, a, a woman that can battle with her in power, it's great. So if Chris doesn't return to, to stop Jade, obviously, like I said before, I think it should be Willow Nightingale. But I am ready for the return of Chris Statlander because right when she got hurt she was on the come up she was getting cheered everywhere it was like okay we're putting it together with her and that's what i truly truly want i think the, the division the division misses her it really really does miss miss her next up this is something that i think for sure will happen and it's and it's really up to them to do it I'm sorry, I was football game one and the names of the Niners, uh, D-backs, um, impact their audience to grow. So if you go to Impact's Facebook or YouTube page, they have a lot. They show you a lot of old videos from the early years, the, the really, really big years. And the one thing that you see that's completely different from now was the audience. Big arenas, big crowds, loud, loud, loud. Big names. You forget just how many people were in Impact. When they were TNA, you, you, you really forget and you know they've had they've had their fair share of missteps looking at you Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter. So it's caused, you know, people to kind of count them out, but yet they're still here. And impact has been the the con- the the consistently good wrestling show. Honestly, between WWE, AEW, and Impact. Impact has been consistently good. Many, many, many more highs than lows. And they deserve to be rewarded for that. You deserve to see quality wrestling, fun and serious Storyline, storytelling, engaging matches, great matches. I can't rave enough about Impact. I would love for their audience to grow, maybe get a new channel and start uh, putting on shows in bigger arenas because they've earned that. I think they've earned your trust. Ring of Honor. We've been saying this time and again. Ring of Honor needs their own TV. And now with Honor TV coming, 
Uh, right now, Ring of Honor getting the weekly show on their own on the Honor Network. Um, and it just, it's it's something that, that has to happen. The AEW roster is, is, is huge, man. It's, it's huge. And there's so many people currently not being used. Let me go to the um, AEW and it used to be you know in the early days of the company there were a lot of people but they were also being used and currently it's like over 40 on the men's roster and a lot of people aren't Mike Bennett was on Rampage Randy last week. You remember? You remember that? You remember him? Marie Canellis was hired, but she is, you know, not being used. So I think a lot of the roster can be split up into Two types of rosters between AEW, between um, Ring of Honor. It just, it has to happen. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff that can be achieved just by splitting these two rosters up. And that starts with getting Ring of Honor their own weekly show. Getting them the time so they can um, give us something great. Because Ring of Honor can always give us something great. It doesn't have to be long. Give me a one-hour show. Make it the like the old black and gold of NXT. And let's just rock out. Let's just roll with it. So, getting Ring of Honor their own show is like a priority. And now that we know it's coming, I think we can rest easy. Obvious is obvious. So, the bloodline turning on Sami Zayn obvious obvious move is obvious Uh, and we're starting to see it unfold we're starting to see the cracks in the armor we're starting to see Sami questioning himself questioning the blood he's not he's not doing it outright with his words but the mannerism the looks and we know the turn is coming so we always believed that it would be Sammy and KO to take the tag team championships from the Usos but now we see that well they're splitting the tag team titles back up between Raw and Smackdown which it's fine I would have much prefer them for these specific championships to stay um, unified 
that's okay. So now the question is, do the Usos lose to either? Well, on Raw, it's the Judgment Day. It's SmackDown's holding a tag team tournament. Do they lose to either one of those teams? But the bloodline turning on Sami Zayn, it's going to hurt. It's Remember when... Remember when Batista turned on Ray and said that Eddie's dead? It's going to hurt like that. It's going to hurt real bad. But the the after effects is truly what we're going to be okay. All right. Because now the storyline can go in so many ways. KO defeat Roman for a championship. Does Sammy defeat um, Roman for a championship? Who knows? But the bloodline turning to Sammy is going to hurt everybody. And I am all here for it. Mercedes Monet finally wrestling. She showed up at Wrestle Kingdom, confronted the IWGP Women's Champion Kyrie. And their first match will be at a New Japan show in San Diego. So that will be Mercedes' first match since last, what, May? Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Just seeing the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks back in the ring. I want to see what she's learned. I want to see where that training has gone to the training in the Joshi style, the training in the Luchador style. Does she put on, you know, some more muscle mass? Does the skill still there? Can this defeat? Like, ring rust is a very, very real thing. But I also truly believe that Mercedes Martinez is Martinez. Mercedes Monet is one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. She's that damn good. So seeing her wrestle it's a treat seeing her wrestle Kyrie, man hopefully they get more than five minutes because that was that was a damn shame what Kyrie got at wrestle kingdom didn't feel right but mercedes's return to the ring man awesome let's go They've been running promos for this, so we know it's happening. The question is, not if, but when it will happen. And that is the return of Cody Rhodes. As y'all know, Cody got hurt last year, tore his pack, wrestled the Hell in a Cell match. This has been away, and now we're getting the return promos. Looking very Triple H-esque. So does he return at the Royal Rumble, number 30? Um, does he return maybe at the Elimination Chamber? But either way, we know Cody Rhodes is coming back. And we know Cody Rhodes will be coming for the WWE Championship. So Roman Reigns, get your popcorn ready. Cody Rhodes. I'm not going to say that we, we didn't think he would come back, but he's back now. So... What kind of pop will he receive? What shape will he be in? I mean, yes. The inevitable will happen. Cody Rhodes will be WWE champion this year. 
question is, how do we get there? So, Cody Rhodes coming back. I'm looking forward to that. It's so crazy to wonder how this year would have been different if Cody never got hurt. You know what I mean? If if Cody um, finished strong, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. So Cody Rhodes coming back. I am ready for that. I think. I honestly, I think we all are. Um, I think we're all ready for that. And lastly, lastly, something that will put a smile on all of our faces, and we're hoping, we're praying that it happens this year. And that is the return of Big E dealing with his neck injury. Um, we all know he's in good spirits. We all know that he is a positive Pete, as Simon Miller says. Uh, but I think his return happy joy it could end up being maybe the biggest pop of the year I'm just saying Biggie Biggie is a lovable soul and him just getting hurt sucked the wind out of a lot of people but his inevitable return is going to be great and I'm looking forward to that first, first video of him in the gym. He won't even say anything. But that is our show, ladies and germs. Things I'm looking forward to the most in 2023. I hope there are some other things you're looking forward to. Let me know. Please do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe i greatly 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 appreciate it just gonna keep bringing you some good wrestling content next week's show will be my impact wrestling wish list these are things that i wish i'm praying i'm hoping happens in impact we will definitely be re rehashing a few things from from some of the other the other two shows we've done so far this year but it's, that's okay um love doing it in, in impact centric episode check out the socials charismatic creations on facebook tumblr and youtube charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram the 215 on twitter you have to look up for that patreon and the coffee page and as always zia lee wendy chu shotty blackheart and yes as always the love of my life Gigi dolan Holla at you, boy. Peace.
Thank you.